0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following she'er. Beginning tonight's she'er in Simon Mem, we're up to Sif Gimel, which is page Samech Tes. In Sif Gimel, the mochaber says, Afilu Bikli kli tachas We mentioned yesterday that to have Tashman Shamita in a room where there are tefillin, they have to be covered in two kalim, a kli, kli and at least one of the kalim we said has to be not the regular kli of the tefillin. Here in Sif Gimel, the Machaber says that even if it is Kli, kli it's usher to place the tefillin under one's feet while he is sleeping. V'chein nichom tachas kineged rosho. And so too it is usher to place the tefillin even if it's in a kli, under his head kineged rosho, directly under his head. Afilu, turning the page, v'kli tochli. Afilu ain't ishto so here we say, even if it's Kli and his wife is not with him, and it's it's, it's still gonna be Usr to put it under your feet or under your head, directly under your head. Meaning under Taras Mira Shosef could be under your head, but it could be somewhere under the pillow that's under your head on the sides also. But Kineged Rosho means under your head. So right under your head and right under your feet is Usr, even if it's Kleba Kli, and your wife is not there. Avol, on the top of one thirty eight, kineged rosho. But if it's under your head, but it's not connected Rosho, not directly under your head, it's a little to the sides, then in ishto imo, if one's wife is not there, it's mutter. So there you have everything, because the wife's not there, so there's no problem with Tashbushamita, and it's not connected Rosho, so as we'll see, it's not a bizday to that fill, and so it's mutter. Vim ishto imo But if one's wife is with him and it is even if it's shalok Kineged rosho, it would have to be khibitokhli. Let's see the Mishavu on the bottom of Samuel Test if Khotan test. We said it's also the place that's villain, Takas Mira Shos of Kinegarosho, Shugamkay Zayon. That itself is also a form of disgrace to the villain. Turning to one thirty eight, Sivkata Yud, we said if it's not Rosho, it's under let's say you're the pillow, but not directly under his head. And ain't Ishto Imo it's mutter, Aphilushalobikli Klao. Even if the still are not in a cle. Because again the Kli to Klee was only necessary when it was Ishto Imo. So here it's not Ishto Imo. So even if it's not in a Kli. As long as it's not kineged rosho, it will be okay. You have to just make sure that they're placed in a way that they won't start rolling to the sides. For example, you put it between two pillows, but not directly under your head. On the sides, that would be okay. Again, as long as it's not going to be rolling off, it's secure between the two pillows. It would be okay because again, it's en ishlo imo, and it's not kineged rosho, so it would be okay. Then we said, in the Mechaber, but if Ishto is Imo, you need a Kli Beto the Hainu. So, Kodun Yeralef, Shemanicham Beto Kli Okis HaMiyuchad Lohen, Tachas Akar. You put it in its regular Kli, that it's normally in, and you put it under the pillow. Da'kar Mikri, Kli Sheni, and then the pillow is considered the second Kli. O Sheyanichin Beli Kli Klal, or you could place it without any vessel at all, Tachas Karam Kodim, under two pillows, so each pillow will be considered a covering. Note 25, he points out that that's mashma, that even if both coverings don't go underneath the tefillin, it would be okay. The Bera earlier earlier um, is not so clear that that would be okay. But here from the Meshavu, that's clearly mashma, even if you have no clue on it. What? No, but yesterday we weren't discussing if that's all you had. We said if your second covering was a sheet and it doesn't go underneath, it was okay. But the bir discusses whether it would be okay if both coverings are that way. Here the Mishiburah is, is clearly saying that even if you have no covering of the tefillin on, on its own, you just put it under two pillows, it would be okay. So clearly the two coverings are just covering the top and the sides and not the bottom, and the Mishiburah seems to say it's okay. Continues the Mishiburah at the end of the fifth line, <laughs> Ishto she'ishtoimo afilu Bikli tochli. The Chachamim were not matir to place the tefillin under your head when your wife is with you, even if it's b'kli tochli. Ela k'deish she'ishtamru menaganovim va'achborim. It's only in order to protect the tefillin from people who might steal it or from mice. Ulatikach imyeshlo mokom acher she'mishtamrim shem lo yanichem klal b'mita. Therefore, if you have another place that you could put them, they'll be protected properly. You should not put them on the bed at all. If you have a little shelf that comes out on top of the bed, three t'vachim above the bed, or three t'vachim below where your head is on the top of the bed, that would not be considered in the bed. That would be okay to put the tefillin on one of these shelves, either three t'vachim above your head or three t'vachim below your head. Is there no covering? Um, this is talking about... Well, this is going on. The last thing we said in the Machaber was... If Ishto is emo, So you need a kli, betol kli So we're talking about... When there is a Kli Betol kli And you're with your wife... They only wear maturit to, to protect from the, from the mice. So it's better if you have a, a, a shelf. Says the Machaber Vaito in Sif Dalud. Second line on 138. Ishto Imo Bamita. If one's wife is with him in the bed... Ve'eno rotza shamish, But they're not planning on having Kashmir Shamita. Mikri ein Ishto emo that is considered ein ishto imo. We saw a differentiation, whether ishto imo, not ishto imo. So the Mechaber is telling us over here that it's only considered ishto imo if they're planning on having Tash If they're not planning on having Tash that's called ein ishto imo. And the Mishra says in Sifkaton Yudbez, oser lios ishto imo ad shi'aniyach khli The Taz is more machmir, he argues with the Mechaber, and he says that it's... um it's usher to be with one's wife in a bed with tefillin, unless the tefillin are placed klivatochli <laughs> sheme yishkach because you may forget and end up having tashmishamita. abir agro v'ayin bel rabba So the machaber says that if they're not planning on having tashmish, that's called in Ishto Emo, And the mishaburi brings on the taz that says no. If the wife is in the bed with him, even if they're not having any plans of having tashmish, you still have to make sure the klia is the tefillin is klivatochli. Let's go weiter right into Sifhei. Sifhei the Machaber says, kineged sido dinon ketachas The place that's filling in one's bed, near his side, it has the same thing as putting it under your feet. The same way it's a disgrace and it's a bizarre, under your feet, so the same thing if you put it on, the, on, on your side. Says the Mishabur and your gimel, because if it's on your side, you might roll over while you're sleeping, which we tend to do, and then you'll be rolling over onto your tvilin. Then he says, chairs that are in a shul, that under the chairs has a little box, it has a little place to put your talus and tefillin. I picture like the desks in the classrooms upstairs. You have a desk, and underneath it they have those little uh, compartments that you can put your talus and tefillin. Some say it has to sit on the chair that's on top of the talos and tefillin. Specifically the tefillin. And some say it's okay. But if there is an open space, an empty space of a tefach above where the tefillin ends... Then that's considered a separate entity. That's considered like an OL, and then you could be sitting on the chair because the tefillin has a space of a above the tefillin till the chair. Well, that, that's the answer, right? Yeah. Oh, fine. About nefesh roi lahachmir should be machmir. If it's not a very pressing situation, even in the case where there is a tefakh, it's better to be machmer, not to be sitting on a chair with the tfilin in a box underneath you. You have to be very, very careful with the kedush of the tfilin, and therefore, it's best, if you, if you, if, unless you have to, it's best not to be sitting on a chair above your tfilin, even if there is a tefakh space. And then Mishavu ends and says, if you connect it, the box with nails to the wall, now, then, it's considered. That's what I understood. It, it's considered like a separate entity. If the box is nailed into the wall, so even if the sapsal is over it, it's not considered that you're sitting on top of it. It's considered like a separate entity. that's connected to the wall, so it wouldn't be as much of a Bizon. If you look at note twenty-eight, he points out an interesting halacha. Now this is it's more to get to a Svarim than a Sefer Torah But to sit on a bed that has a Sefer Torah on it The Shulchanuch writes in Yeridea that it's Aser And the Ramah writes You shouldn't sit on a bed if there are other Svarim on the bed Vigam ima sefer munach Even if the Sefer Some people put Svarim on tra- on benches like this, standing up So even if it's standing up on the bed Even if it's standing up on the bed so he says, us to sit on it. Because many times you find in the shuls where they have these long benches and, you know, like they're, they're stuck into the ground. And people put svarim, uh, uh, Siddur or Chumash, but they don't put a lying fire, they put it standing up. It sounds from over here, unless a bed would be different than a bench. I, I can't imagine that it is different. Uh, but Elchan Kedieski is saying that even if it's standing upright, but it's on the same level as you are, you should not be sitting on that, ta- on that, on that bed or on that bench. What about the fidush of, uh, of that bed or, or bench? Even after... Uh, you took the Sefer Torah the, for example the, the glass on the, the right uh, you know, right so that gets into should, I mean you should meet, uh, in our that's opinion. a good question but that's that's something that's that's like Tashmish kedusha that's designated for use of the Sefer Torah the bench is not designated it's designated for sitting so, or bed is designated for sleeping so if someone puts a Sefer there does it doesn't make it a place that's designated for kedusha. you know what I'm saying We uh, put the Sefer Torah it's different because that's the makkam of the Sefer Torah so that wouldn't be a problem let's go right there we are now up we are now up to s- Sivav. The Mechavit says in Sivav. And we're discussing until now that the tefillin can't even be in the room when someone's having Tashma Shamita. But let's say a person forgot and he had Tash Mishamita, not only with tefillin in the room, but he was wearing tefillin. Now obviously, it's someone who wears tefillin all day and possibly into the night. So a person had his tefillin on and he... Forgot, and he had Tashmish Amita. So what should he do? Says the Machaber. So he should not touch the tefillin, not the bottom part, not the ritzua part, until he washes his hands first. Because the hands get busy, and so maybe they touch the dirty part of the body. Says the Mishra uh, you should not touch the tefillin any part of it. Until you wash your hands, the keri, and then you should take off the tefillin until you clean off the keri. Like we'll see right now in Sifzayin. So that was Sif Vov Sif again was a person forgot and attached Shamita with tefillin on. He should not touch his tefillin until he washes his hands, and then he should take off his tefillin. However, in Sifzayin the machaber says yoshein bohem Vira keri. He didn't touch Shamita, but he saw a carry when he was sleeping with his tefillin on. So then the dinner is different. Lo yechos babatim. He shouldn't touch the batim, which have a higher Kedusha. Elo yechos He should take the tefillin off with the ratsua. remove the with the Says the then he cleans up the carry from himself. And then he washes his hands. So in Sivabi he was saying that if you have to ask me so you shouldn't do anything until you wash your hands. And the reason for that is that Yadayim Masconi also worried they touched a part of the body that, 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 that's unclean. But Zivzai in a person just saw Keri. So we're not worried that his hands touched a part of the body that's not clean. And therefore he is allowed to take off his tefillin. He just shouldn't touch the bottom because there's a high Kedusha. He should take off the tefillin right away with the Ritzuos. And then he should clean himself off and wash his hands. And he should take it off by the Ritzuos. In this case, we're not so worried that he touched a dirty part of the body. Therefore, they were lenient that he should take it by the Ratsua and remove it. So he should not delay keeping the tefillin on himself. While he's dirty with the carry. Then we said in the Ramah he should clean himself after he removes his tefillin. He should clean himself off from the carry, and then he should wash his hands. Afterwards, he would be allowed to put the tefillin back on, even though he is tummy If you look at note number 30, he points out, A person touched a dirty place on his body, or stomped something dirty, and now he wants to touch kisve kodesh, so we'll see later on in the If one touched a dirty part of his body, he shouldn't even touch our svarim that's if he knows that he touched a dirty part of his body he should wash his hands before he touched his svarim but stom hands he doesn't know he touched he didn't touch he doesn't, he doesn't remember he just has regular hands he didn't wash them now but he doesn't remember touching any dirty part of his body then you can touch the svarim that we have but not other that are written like a torah that higher level that you shouldn't touch but some hands could touch our svarim but if you do know that you touched some that was unclean, you should not touch Svarim until you wash your hands. And now we are going to finish up the last Sif. We'll see a few interesting things in Sif Ches and then we'll take all the questions. Sif Ches, the Mochabir says, A person who comes into a big Suda, he comes to a chasana, a sudas keva, he removes his tvil. Again, this is talking about people who are tvil the whole day, so that's why they're coming to the suda with their tvil on. Take off your twill when you come into the suda, al and place the tvil on the table, adzman bracha, until it comes time for benching, vechozer then you put it back on for benching. But for an achilas for a snack, you don't have to take off your tefillin. That's what the machaber says. For a su keva, take off your tefillin, put it on the table till benching, and then put it back on. But for an Arai, you don't have to take off your tefillin. It says the mishabura. Says the mishabura, sifkatan yud You come to the sudas keva, you're cholzon. Why? Why take off your tefillah? Come to the sudas keva. We're not worried about carry. We're not worried about the b'zayon midin like we've been discussing in the sim until now. Says the mishabura, shema We're worried that he might get drunk at the sudan will be disgraced in his tefillin, and therefore he takes it off because we're worried he might get drunk. That's why you take off your tefillin. And you place our Shulchan, why is that? So it should be ready and available for you to put it on before benching. So what, what about Purim? Oh, we, we, this, we don't wear tefillin the whole day. You asked this once before. and When we put on our tefillin, it's by davening. It's, you're not allowed to eat or drink before davening anyway, so we're not worried about it. But, uh, but otherwise, yeah, there'll be very no get to Purim. It would be, be us to keep your tefillin on for that reason. But it's not to get to us because we don't wear it during the day, we just wear it for davening. We'll it the Says the Mishaburah, Sivkartun Yutes. That's an excellent question. We're gonna see that in the Alacha. Excellent question. You make another brach when you put it back on. That's the Alacha addresses. That's where we're going. Yeah, when you take it off of the Suda and now you put it back on, so Leap is asking, you make a new bracha when you put it on by benching. You had it out in front of you the whole time. It's not so push. We'll see in a minute. Let's see the Mishabura first. Let's finish the Mishhaburah. you. Yutes. We said in the you you go back and put it back on. But for Achilles, I you don't take it off. Says the it's a cotton maybe this cooler of eating a snack with your tefillin on is the only nogea to someone who wears this tefillin the whole day. You wear your tefillin the whole day, you want to have a little snack. So there maybe we say, don't take off your tefillin. But for us, that we just wear tefillin for a few minutes a day, for kriyashma and tfilin, maybe he says, this doesn't apply. Maybe you have to take it off for a snack as well. And this is very nogea, because you see in shuls all the time, whether it's right or wrong, we'll see here whether it's right or wrong, people are drinking coffee with their tefillin on. Right before davening, during davening, after davening. So is that okay or not okay? So here the machaber says that eating a snack is okay with your tefillin on. But the the maybe that's only okay when you wear tefillin the whole day. We're not going to be my shriach you to take it on and off every time you want to have a little snack. Without where you're going to get drunk. But 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 people like us who we wear our tefillin just for kriyas and tefillin, maybe we should take off our tefillin to have a snack. Look at note number thirty one. Even nowadays, says the Chazanish, that we don't wear tefillin all day. The Chazanish is lenient. Last night we saw a major khumra of the Chazanish. Here we see a kula. He says that nowadays you can have an achilas haray of Rabbi says, "What is not It's of I did see in a different sefer that it's brought down by the Hanhagos Chassam Sofer that the Sofer did drink coffee with the on after davening. So that was that was major. To see the Chassam Sofer does that because it always rubs me the wrong way. I mean, that's after davening and that's the Chassam Sofer, but that, it always rubs me the wrong way. When I go to Daven in the shul and I see people, you know, they put their tefillin on and they go make a cup of coffee like, while they're davening. Just something doesn't seem really right about it. I don't know if it's not the davening, we the tefillin. But the Chassam sofer did drink coffee after davening with his tefillin on. So you see, you have the Chassam sofer to rely on. And the Chazerish over here who says, even nowadays, it is okay. You know, the Mishabura has a tzad that it should machmir. And Rabbi Yoshef says, certainly, that if you are machmir, Tabula of Let's finish Mishaburah and then we'll go to two b'raalachas. The Mishabura says, Zvait we said for an Achilas Arai, you don't have to take it off. What is an Achilas So near the sheer Achilas Arai, who kabetsa, kiddin sukkah, v'simen tofresh you yu'u sham says the mishabura that the shir of Achilas that you could have with your tefillin on is the size of an egg, just like the halacha of an Achilas that you could eat outside a sukkah is the size of an egg, there's note 32 here goes through all the halachas of eating. It's just interesting because it's sukkah is coming up, but uh, it doesn't seem so no get to uh, this topic. He's just bringing out all the halachas of what you can eat outside the sukkah. You know different things. So if you want on your own time, you can look at note 32. But what I like to do with our remaining time, stick with the what the halachas are about over here and to see two interesting bir halachas. Number one is divra masculine hanichnas You see that it's right smack in the middle of bir halacha. We said it coming to a Suda's Keva, you take off your tfilin. When do you put it back on? The Machaber said, you take off your tefillin and leave it on the table, adds man bracha and you put it back on. So from the Rambam, it's mashmah that you put it on after you wash my machronim. Right? man Then you put it back on after you did my machronim, you put it on, and then you bench. Um, the reason for putting it on after my machronim is you don't want to put on film with dirty hands. So you first clean your hands, my machronim, then you put on the film, then you bench. Asvaru, but the achronim don't bring down the rambam. The effshershatimum, it could be the reason for these other achronim who don't, who take issue with the rambam, you're not supposed to say any words between my Akronim and Birchus HaMozom. You're supposed to wash up Akronim, right after you wash, you, you're not supposed to bench. You're not supposed to talk. So suddenly you shouldn't be master to put on your Tfillin. So you have the Tsu, the Rabbah Muzmashman that you put on the Tfillin after Ma'amakorum, you want to put on fillin' with your hands as clean as possible. The other side is, but well, you can't be massic between my and benching, and therefore you should put your filled on before. If you look at note number thirty-three points out, Bid the evident hipsiq may May Machunum a bichas a mosum if one did separate between my and benching by putting on his fillin', or for any speech for that matter. The Mishabur writes later on, She Yito Yodo Shenis, you should wash my machronum a second time. my as because the there is an indian to put together my machron immediately afterwards benching. So if you talk after you do my there is an indian to in fact do my machronum again. Let's see one more bir then we'll see if we have time for some questions. The next bir the last one on the page. We said your choser and Lipa asked the beautiful question, when you put it back on, do you make another bracha? Says the bir I am the Yushalmi, Parakayakuri, the Muchach Shom, Alkoponim, Ochalag, your It's clear from the Yerushalmi, at least according to all the Gersos that he has over there, to when it comes to a permanent Suda, when you put it back on afterwards, you must make another Bracha. According to the Machaber, who is very machmir, if you remember, way back a couple of months ago, in the very beginning of Hilchos Tfilin, he says even if they move out of place, you have to make a new bracha. The Machaber was very machmir on that. Even if you plan on putting it back on, you have to make another bracha. So the has to make another bracha over here. And even according to the Rama, whose opinion was way back when over there. The Ramah says, if you take it off its and having a mind to put it back on, you do not make a new bracha when you put it on. But So here also, you took it off and you placed it on the table. You took it off, you put it on the table with a mind to put it back on my benching. So Pashtus, according to the Ramah, you would not have to make another bracha when you put it back on, just like he passes earlier, when you take it off, having a mind to put it back on, when you put it back on, you don't need another bracha. But then he says but we learned earlier even according to drama if you take up your fill and having in mind to go into the bathroom then according to everyone, you have to make another bracha when you put it back on. That hour that you have, that you're going to the bathroom, that moment is pushed away from the mitzvah because you can't wait to fill in the bathroom. And therefore, when you come out of the bathroom and you put it on according to everyone, you have to make another bracha. Therefore, so if so, over here also possibly cave under. Since Chazal said you shouldn't go to the that's kevah with tefillin, because you might get drunk and it'll be bizarre to the tefillin. So you have to take it off. In case it's mitzvah, maybe it's like going to the bathroom and you're pushed off from the mitzvah. And Mela maybe you have to make another bracha. On the one hand, the Ramah paskins that whenever you take up your and having a mind to put it back on, you don't make another bracha. That would be a sign over here that you put it on the table during the suda that you wouldn't have to make another bracha. But the other side, maybe it's like going to the bathroom. You take up your tzilin to go to the bathroom. So since you can't wear it's fillin in the bathroom, the Ramah holds you have to make another bracha when you come out. So here also, if you're, the Chazal said you can't wear it during a Suda keva because you might get drunk. So if you take it off for the Sudha, so also it might be like going to the bathroom. In that case, maybe you'd have to make another bracha when you put it back on afterwards and it the end. We'll stop here. We'll start the next time in a Shem tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear from Shasilluminated.org. For other sheer on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any Daphne Shas, including my armor on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203 312 shas That's two O three three one two seven four two seven or email